Does Lightyear reach infinity and beyond? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. I can't even get through the intro because there's a little doggy peeking his little head in the corner, and it's super cute. For those of you watching live, you can see it. Um, uh, My name is DJ Wooldridge. This is Only Stupid Answers, the show where we answer your questions about TV shows, movies, comic books. Uh, And with me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Hi, Roxy. Hi, DJ. You want to know how I know you're having a better week than last week? Huh. Because remember last week how you opened the oh, show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, holy shit. Holy we're shit. <laughs> we're here again. Oh, oh my God. God. We're here again. Fuck. Um, but we have a very special guest today. Oh, introduce yourself to the kids at home. Hey, uh, my name is Johnny. You might know me as Johnny Two Cellos on the internet. That's my YouTube channel where I mostly talk about cartoons and cartoon accessories. Um and yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to uh, to talk Lightyear. You know, when I knew we were going to do Lightyear and I was like, who is a good guest to have on? And you were the first person I thought of. So I'm, I'm glad you were able to make it. Oh, of my ignorance. Do you play the cello? No. So my, my real name is John Paracello, which kind of sounds like pair of cellos. So that's Johnny Two Cellos. <laughs> that's so good. Pretty good, right? That's yeah. really good. That's what we like wow. to call in the biz good branding, is what we like to say. It's good branding. Uh, yeah, because I was like, why are there two cellos? I feel like one cello is enough. You don't know, but yeah. there's never enough. There's also a band called Two Cellos. So when you search me on YouTube, it's all a mix between cartoons and, and covers of songs by guys who play two cellos. So, um, so yeah. for those that aren't familiar with your stuff, tell us a little bit about some of the videos you put out recently. Oh, recently. Let's see. So I I tend to talk about like adult animation. Some of the shows I cover are like BoJack Horseman, King of the Hill, Futurama, South Park, Simpsons, that kind of stuff. Um, Recently, I put out, I think the one I'm happiest with is I put out a a video about Cotton Hill, uh, Hank Hill's father in King of the Hill. And that's like a big, long, full on deep dive into that character and his, uh, his place in that show and his his whole life. And uh, I'm pretty proud of that one. I I've also kind of recently been covering Spider-Man stuff, which is a little bit outside of my normal wheelhouse, but that's been going pretty well. I did um, a spectacular Spider-Man retrospective that I'm really proud of as well. Uh, And, and yeah, and then I just kind of cover stuff as it comes out, like that new South park special that came out a couple weeks ago, I covered and uh, yeah. And I kind of just do like deep dives into really specific aspects of shows so I have like, you know, if there's a show I like that I cover, I usually will have about a dozen videos about it where I'm just diving into one specific aspect of it. So Spectacular Spider-Man, the, the animated series from like early 2000s? Yes, yes. So uh, late good. 2000s, I believe. Yeah, so, so great. It's, so good. it's incredible. It took me so long to come around to watch it. Uh, everyone told me it was the best and I was like, is it? And then I watched it and then, yeah, it is. It definitely is the best. It's every, really great. <laughs> every time I watch Young Justice, which is a show I enjoy, it's also from Greg Weissman. I, I watch it. I'm like, yeah. man, I like this show, but I sure would have liked more spectacular Spider-Man. <laughs> I sure yeah. would have liked that. That's the biggest shame is that it, it ended b- way before it should have. Yep. And there's like no real at like young justice went away and was brought back for the DC universe app and is now part of HBO max. There's no, avenue really for spectacular spider-man to ever exist again 
maybe maybe they'll bring him in as a cameo in one of these Spider-Verse movies, maybe. <laughs> but deep pull. Deep, deep, <laughs> yeah. deep pull. I think we'll see d- Japanese uh Spider-Man and I think we'll see the sure. classic 90s Spider-Man before uh yeah. before we see that. Uh speaking- my dream Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Your dream. I was gonna I I really want to see uh in the in the into the Spider-Verse sequel. I want them to bring in Reeve Carney as the musical Spider-Man from Turn Off the Dark. Uh Ooh. bring him in, have him have him swing in, start singing a song, and then immediately break his ankle, and that can be it. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> uh I think those wounds are still too fresh. I think yeah, I think probably. that I don't know that we'll, we'll see that. But um <laughs> uh speaking of the 90s Spider-Man, one of our Patreons, uh Patreon exclusive shows, Spider-Versity, um, Sal from Comic Pop and myself, we are going through that um show and it holds up significantly better than i thought it would i was like i i was getting ready to like oh i'm gonna grit my teeth through this and i'm like you know what not bad it's not bad (laughs) it's pretty good i watched that one earlier in the year and did a video about that and uh i was i was shocked at how how well it holds up there are some definite like 90 isms Mm -hmm, (laughs) and mm -hmm. uh and there's some some aspects that are corny but for the most part they do they do most of those characters and stories justice it's pretty good we just got to we're just started covering the um uh black suit black costume saga and it was funny like watching we just watched the first episode that i was like how do we keep fucking this up like just do this (laughs) just do this in a live action movie like why are why what it's why are we treating it like it's some some big just do what this is doing (laughs) It's it's also funny to look at how many things Spider-Man 3 actually lifted straight from that adaptation. Yes. Like, yeah, it's it's actually shocking because when you look at the uh, the way they did in the comics, it's mostly mostly Spider-Man 3 pulled from that show instead. Yeah, it's yes, uh, especially like the reveal with the costume and everything. But it's like, it yeah, it should have pulled more. It should have pulled. Yeah, more. it should have pulled more. You're especially right. <laughs> since that arc understands like, hey, not every villain. Need, Rhino doesn't need an arc. He can just be around. <laughs> he could just be a guy. Um, totally uh roxy you're a lover of animation what's it's so much so that i understood every character <laughs> and reference and word and i also agree um and i'm hoping they bring back dino spidey um he's really really unique you guys wouldn't know him it's, <laughs> yes. a, it's, a, it's a deeper cut yes. um and honestly, I'm not even allowed to share more about it than that. You can't because, so. yes, we, we can't even get into it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, what we can get into is if you listen to this on Spotify, we ask a question every week. Last week's question, uh, Roxy just mentioned Dino Spidey. Uh, what is your favorite dinosaur? Isabella answered Dino Nuggets. Um, and uh, Anthony says, uh, this is unrelated to the question. It's just I answered his question last week. He says, uh, thanks for mentioning me in the podcast this week. I am a longtime listener, but first time commenter. You did pronounce my last name wrong, but all is forgiven. Love the show. Right. But here's the thing. You didn't tell me the right way to say it. So now I'm just going to say Anthony and we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Yeah. There was a year of my life when I was a kid where my sister dino nuggets every single day she wouldn't eat anything but dino nuggets i have such a place in my heart for those things Mm -hmm. dino nuggets slap yeah i would always take one those are the jam it's wild the way kids brains work i was like i don't want that now it's shaped like a dinosaur well well, now i want it so (laughs) why does it but why does it taste better why does it taste better when it's dinosaur shaped it's a really good question um i'm also not allowed to share the answer to that but there is one it's a mystery it's a mystery it's one of those you don't want to know how the sausage is made you don't want to know what goes into the dino nuggets um (laughs) The crevice is made for like better ketchup holders. 
Like the oh. legs, it's like, and then the ketchup goes throughout, you know? Okay. Did, did, I gotta go, I gotta ask the class. Roxy, we'll start with you. Did you go start head first or did you start like feet tail first? No, head first. <laughs> head, head first. first. Johnny. Yeah, yeah. And like probably with my hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you got to put it out of its misery. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I think I was also ahead first. I I know on occasion I would bite off all of the limbs before I ate the rest of it. Yeah. Really make it suffer. In the making of a serial killer. Yeah. 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 Do you all, mm, I'm going to, I'm going to out myself. Do you all ever, when you get a meal, like let's say some pizza, you're like, you got some slices. You're like, you, you identify that's the best one. That one I'm saving for the end. That's the, mm, that's the crescendo. That's the best one. I'm saving that for last. Yeah. 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 I do that too. Okay, Johnny's on the same page with me. Roxy's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> no, I'm gonna flip it around yeah. because I don't know that I'm gonna make it to the end. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, gotcha. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of eat like a bird. I mean, like I'll throw down on some things, but like I'm a, I'm a wee one. So yeah. oftentimes, if I'm like I'm saving that to last, it's like when I get there, I am not eating that thing anymore. <laughs> gotcha. I, that's probably a better way to do because for me, I'm committed. I'm like, well, no, I told myself I'm eating four slices, so it doesn't matter how I feel right now. I'm getting through those four slices. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh my gosh uh last bit of uh business up top oh my goodness hellbent is on kickstarter hellbent 2 is on kickstarter we've already reached our initial funding goal we're working on our first stretch goal for those of you that may not have been a part of the previous kickstarter not familiar with kickstarters um Stretch goals allow us to use the extra money we raise to make the comic and the other rewards better, cooler, more like uh, what we what we envisioned in our dream of dreams we want them to be. So since we hit our initial funding goal, the comic is happening. You can pledge with confidence. You will get that comic. Um, and uh, again, the closer we get to the stretch goals, our first stretch goal is more pages. If we reach that first stretch goal, our 44-page comic is going to become a 48-page comic. And I'm very excited. I haven't revealed the other stretch goals yet, but I'm very excited to share them. So, please. Are you going to do that now? No. Oh. I'm going to wait. I wait. I wait. Oh, I wait until I wait until the, I hit the stretch goal. And then I'm like, hey, here's the next one. Hmm. You know what I mean? Just but so you, you know what they are. Oh, yeah. I got to plan ahead. Roxy, I'm a big planner aheader. I got to. <laughs> Any of them have to do with Dino Spidey? They don't. They oh. don't. But, dino, dino Nuggets? But yeah. I'll give a tease. I'll give a tease. Okay. Uh Perhaps one of the items, one of the extra items along with the comic, will become a glow-in-the-dark item in the next uh, stretch goal. So, Shut the fuck up. I love anything that glows in the dark. See? See? As do I. So let's get that first stretch goal so we can start working on that second stretch goal. Um, but I want to thank everybody that came out and supported it. It, it really means a lot to me. I uh, A lot of... A lot of work goes into making anything, uh, but like comics, just a lot of a lot of um, time, money, and energy from not only me but uh, Jane and my co-writer, and all the artists involved uh, who've done really incredible work. And I'm really excited to share it with you all. So thank you for everybody that showed up. If you haven't yet, hellbentcomicbook.com. Uh, please, 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 please go check it out. We're up for for just a, a, a few more weeks, so uh, don't dawdle. Go over there, hellbentcomicbook.com. Now, we got news. We've got so much news. We got, we got. oh my goodness, uh, so much news. Let's start with um, some uh, not Ezra Miller, Miller news. That's uh, that's all it is. <laughs> just just the, for the couple things we're going to talk about that aren't Ezra Miller for once. Uh, let's talk about this news that we've got Joker 2. We've got a script. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is not necessarily confirmed, but he was seen reading it. Um, and we've got these rumors that it's going to be a musical with Lady Gaga. How do we feel about that? 
Wait, I need to know more about the was seen reading it too. I didn't see, I didn't hear the part that he was seen reading it. Do you mean like park bench situation? Or no, like- no, no, no. It was, I think it was in, in the Todd Phillips post, he posted the cover and then like swipe over and we see it's a picture of Joaquin reading it. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm bummed that he wasn't not like in public. on a scroll and somebody was like, is that Joaquin Phoenix reading the next? It, we got to get that script from him. We're all of us are just waiting anticipation to read the script. Um, um, yeah, I, uh, a lot to process with the 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 Lady Gaga musical thing, because the musical. My, I think the question that springs to my mind is: Is it original songs, or is it oh, yeah, like that's... covers? So I've I've got you on this, DJ. Okay. okay. Here here's the deal. This is this has Roxy written all over it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm so into this. We're obviously slipping into the mind of the Joker. The world is not actually a musical. This is just how the Joker is processing information uh, and viewing things. That's fucking dope. Lady Gaga's got a great voice. She's a great performer, and she's a hell of an actress. I think she'll knock. Um, I think she'll knock hardly out of the park although i would have rathered it be miley cyrus i think she would have been like fucking incredible in that role um but i like gaga a lot and i think this will be great in terms of the music i think that they're gonna have an easier time selling it if it's not original songs Mm -hmm. i think if if it's um songs that are of the 70s 80s uh 90s vibe era and like they've got some classic banger throwbacks i think they're gonna have an easier job which means that i think they're not gonna go that route i think that they're gonna have a a original music which is gonna be like fucking bizarro pants i mean like please and thank you (laughs) the joker walking into the room it's the joker like i think it's gonna be like some weird ass shit like that but maybe a combo there might be one or two that we know and then some og ones there's no way we're getting out of this script alive without a single original song because come on like opportunities are too good for a new song well especially if you want to go for that oscar yeah 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 i don't remember did it win i know it won at cans did it win anything at, at the oscars what joker um, joker he yeah he won? Won. he won he won for yeah yeah i think that's it i don't know what else it should have it should have been nominated if it wasn't for cinematography that was the best thing about it yeah i you know it, it's it, it looked great it looked really good and it was one of those like um i i kind of uh i i, I kind of um what's the word I'm looking for relate to uh, Quentin Tarantino's take on it where he was kind of like, yeah, if you didn't see it in theaters, you didn't see it. Cause I remember seeing it in theaters where it was like the tension in the room was like palpable. And then my wife hadn't seen it. So it was on HBO max. We watched it. And I'm like, Oh, this is just a movie. Like, this is just, you know, when you see it at home, you're like, ah, okay, this is just a movie. But I remember in the theater, it was like, everybody was like, like it, worried about where the movie was going to go. <laughs> but were we worried? Yeah. This is such a downer comment, DJ, but uh, hard to know because were we worried about that or were we worried about the fact that there was um, all the shootings going on then? Like, I, listen, I remember that's just background a- noise of being an American I, at this point. I know, I know. Every but time I, I go to being, the theater. Yep. I, I remember being at that screening and several people coming up and saying, like, are you nervous about the recent shootings? Like, mm-hmm. um, especially with this movie. And I remember just being like, wasn't thinking about it till you said it. <laughs> like just sitting there feeling so angsty, then watching that specific movie being yeah. like, yeah. so I, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a whole combination of things these days. And also DJ, I don't know if we want to be saying things like I agree with Quentin Tarantino about the, that you need, if you didn't see this in the theater, you did you see it at all? Like it's so pretentious when these men say shit. Like no, that. but it, it, it specifically, 
it wasn't about like we need to go but it was specifically about the experience watching this in the theater was different than watching it at home which is something i relate to say that say it's different (laughs) don't say if you saw it at home you didn't see the you didn't see it like why why are people doing things like that like there's some people who are physically not capable they're handicapable people who cannot go to the movie and then there's these directors who keep saying but if you don't go to the movie did you see the movie it's like no but i think the sentiment is and and i do echo the sentiment if you're not able because you're right absolutely people aren't able to go to the theater if you're not able to go see joker in theater you're probably fine not seeing it you know what I mean? No, you know, it's not a movie you like need to see. Yeah, it's like it's not like it's not gonna yeah, like because I, I hear you on that. Because there's something you. like Northman where it was like I feel like the experience I had in the theater, which was great, I could also have at home because that's what the that that movie is that movie. Yeah. Something like Joker, it's like eh, I don't know. It's not gonna change your life. I don't know that you need to see it. <laughs> like if it's about the script, watch it at home. If it's about the spectacle. Yeah, well, and not even just the spectacle. It's just, I think it's the communal effervescence of the of the audience reaction to the movie um, mm-hmm. made the movie more tangible than if you just watched it as a movie. I don't know if it's as effective without – at least it was not for me as effective just watching it at home as it was um, uh, in the theater. Johnny, thoughts on Joker musical? <laughs> I think it's so funny that that's what they're doing. I it, 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 I'm not a huge fan of the first movie. There's things I like about it. Not a huge fan. So I was kind of persistently rolling my eyes that there was going to be a sequel at all. Yeah. Uh, but they just took the hardest left turn imaginable with this Lady mm-hmm. Gaga musical aspect. And I'm kind of into it. Uh, I'm kind of into it. Part of me is going to laugh seeing the people who are obsessed with the first movie angry that this is going to be a musical. And the other part of me is like, yeah, I'll probably watch Lady Gaga in any musical. So mm-hmm. sure. I'll I mean, I'll probably, I haven't, I haven't seen House of Gucci yet, but I'll watch Lady Gaga in pretty much anything. Um, right. Is there any chance, any at all, that Lady Gaga's playing somebody other than Harley Quinn? It feels like it's got to be. I can't imagine who else it would be. Roxy? Like Vicky Vale, maybe? <laughs> remind me in the first movie, did we meet, like, is there any characters that we didn't meet that we referenced of Joker's, like, family or life? Is there anything else? No, I believe we... it was just mom. And mom yeah, just yeah, mom? It was just mom. Um, then, no. Then I think that. I think that that's who she's playing. It would be really weird if they invented like a new character for Gaga. Yeah. Um, Also with the idea of it being Harley, because obviously in the comics she started as his psychiatrist, it'd be interesting if if the the bulk of the movie, or at least the the part that's in the present, takes place in Arkham. Because one of the things I did like about that movie was the implication that like this is a story this guy told himself like we actually kind of don't know it's the classic joker shit like this the movie you just watched may or may not this is his perception of how things went down who the fuck knows how how it actually went you know what i mean so um i wouldn't mind if if you talk about uh, roxy you were talking about it being in his mind with the music and stuff like that if it's it's more of that like hey this is just how this dude perceives reality and who knows how much of it is is for all we know, Batman is running around out there. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think there's going to be a Batman in this movie? No, probably not. No, probably not. If <laughs> if we're up to me, anybody that's read the Brian Azzarello Leaper Meho Joker graphic novel, uh, that for me would be where I would take the Joker stuff because that Bat- Batman kind of exists as like a specter in the background of that comic, but it's very much like Joker and his operation. And I think that would be a very compelling thing, but nobody asked me. So 
I uh, asked you. <laughs> no, but you, you asked <laughs> Batman was going to show up. No, you asked Batman was going to show up, and I'm going to I'm going to assume no. Although I would be interested in who you cast as Batman in this Joker universe. Yeah, and then uh, we'll have four Batmans at once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we oh got at least God. two Jokers. We got at least two Jokers running around. Um, what if it was Robert Pattinson? That would be uh-huh. cool. Uh, then I would have wished it was Joaquin Phoenix in that scene in the in the Batman. <laughs> I don't think the worlds mesh that well. I'd, I'd rather they just keep it all separate. But you could do a J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson where it's like it's a different yeah, universe, but it's the same the actor. When do you guys think is the next time we're going to see uh, Harley Quinn? Do you think it's in this movie? Because uh, we don't have any new yeah, is there anything for Margot Robbie, right? Nothing in, in the lineup. So. That's wild. Yeah, that feels weird because it seems like people are pretty into her character. Yeah. Um, I just haven't heard anything about there was that Gotham City Sirens movie that got shelved um, yeah. after Birds of Prey was super duper not successful for DC despite it being a really good movie. That yeah, I'm I really liked it. About. Um, yeah, Birds of, Birds of Prey was good. Yeah, it made n- none of the money. In yeah. its defense, it was literally like the next week was the pandemic. Like, <laughs> like we were already starting to shut things down. Yeah, I, I think that I think that there is like very little room for there to be any kind of Harley Quinn sighting prior to a joke or two. Like I can't picture where she would pop up. I think you're right, Roxy. And I also think on top of that, with the amount of upheaval with Warner discovery, they'll have to, I mean, we don't, they need to, I, I would imagine if I were an executive there, the, my first priority is figuring out what the fuck we're doing with the flash movie and then everything else, <laughs> especially since that movie was supposed to be a, 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 at least a soft reboot on stuff. Like what are we doing with that? I, I again, if for me, I don't know if this is, our, you know, this won't be your segue. I, I, we got other news I want to talk about. We'll try and get through it quick, but uh, to your point, Roxy, I, I don't, I think this might be the next Harley Quinn thing just because they need to figure out what everything else is. <laughs> It feels like they could maybe like the, the James Gunn stuff has been pretty popular and it seems like they're kind of all in on him. So I feel like that he could probably bring back Margot yeah. at some point. Baker season two with Margot Robbie. Or like <laughs> depending on how much money HBO Max is willing to shell out, like although they already have the animated Harley Quinn, but like do a Harley Quinn show like that would be. That'd be cool. I'd, I'd watch it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I did want to, um, as we've as we've hinted at previously, Johnny Roxy is not necessarily the biggest into the animated medium, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I did. We got uh, news today, the this week that Avatar: The Last Airbender is going to be getting three animated films, and you were telling me before we went on air that they were supposed to be theatrical. That's what the Hollywood Reporter said. It said they were aiming to make all three of them theatrical, Bold. which I'm all for. I bold, a little yeah. aggressive, um, but but something I'm very into, <laughs> even yeah. if I think it's uh, maybe maybe a little bold. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
I'm only a little worried because I feel like they're going to be CG animated and that show is 2D animated. And I know they can do it well. I know if they stylize it the right way, it'll be great. Yeah. Um, but when they announced that they were initially going to make theatrical, like when they announced Avatar Studios last year, yeah. they, one of the first things they said is we're going to have a theatrical Avatar movie. And immediately I was Wait, like, sorry, oh my God. just so I know, they announced that there was Avatar Studios. Yes. So this is, yeah. So last airbender, not the blue people. Um, (laughs) they, uh, so like, so basically the creators, they were working on the live action Netflix adaptation and then they left due to create creative differences and immediately formed an entire studio to make new animated avatar stuff with Nickelodeon, which I feel like, uh, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's that's, cool. I feel like that's the way to, I feel like that's the way to go. I feel like I dig that. Yeah. You're like, I'm, Y'all aren't going to do what we need you to do. We're going to make a studio now. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, And it's also like something that I was hoping for for years. Avatar and Korra are two of my favorite shows. And I think that world is just so rich and big. And it feels like there are just so many more stories that can be told in that world. 100%. Uh, And so when when they like that was kind of my dream for years, like just start making more spinoffs and sequels to Avatar. There's so much to explore there. Uh, so I'm really glad they're doing it. I'm really glad the original creators are on board. I'm also not convinced live action last airbender could ever work. Uh, so I'm a little, I'm going into the Netflix show a little cautious. Yeah, uh, uh, totally, totally agreed. Um, for one, especially if you're adapting the original series, there's not a lot of room for improvement there. Like the, what are you going to do that they didn't already do well? Um, like, I feel like Cora, there might be slightly more room to maybe tweak some, like, you know, we kind of know how things yeah. ended up. So maybe tweak like the Mako situation a little bit and, you know, where mm-hmm. things end up, you know, like there's, there's stuff you could do there that might improve it. But, um, the other thing that makes me excited about these and, and I'm excited to check them out is of the franchises we've seen grow, the last airbender franchise, I think handled its growth the smartest like it, it actually i think cora did did such a good job of tweaking and growing and expanding that world that most of our other franchise cash-ins are more like hey did you like this thing uh, here's the same thing uh this it, it yeah. changed the formula enough while staying true to the core principles um that that it, the idea of doing more of that with like movies and stuff like that, as long as they, they keep that same kind of ethos where like, as long as you keep these core themes, as long as you keep this, these core rules, I think that's something that impresses me too with avatar. The rules of their magical world are flexible enough to do a lot of different things, but also pretty, pretty concrete. So yes, more please. And thank you. Yes. Agreed. I'm, I'm looking forward to anything they make. Uh, I've, I've, I've consumed every piece of avatar media that exists. I've even read the books about Kyoshi, which are excellent, really good books. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping we get, and it's also just like a a franchise that lends itself to different iterations so well, because of the concept of the avatar, you can do a show about any, any avatar in history. Uh, and even, and you can even do it about side characters or different events in that world's lore and history. So there's a lot of many are there. How many avatars? We don't know. We don't, we don't know how more many. than five. Uh, way yes, more than five. way more than five. Yeah. Or than ten. Hundreds, yeah. hundreds, probably. Hundreds. Yeah. Isn't one of the movies supposed to be a Zuko movie? That's the rumor. Oh, I don't think that's confirmed, it. but that is Danny the rumor. Zuko. <laughs> yeah, he's coming into the Avatar verse. <laughs> they're, they're, they're porting him in. They're porting him in. <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. That I would watch. 
so speaking of expanding universes, uh, we're getting more Game of Thrones probably. Uh, where there, there's talk of a Jon Snow sequel series to Game of Thrones. That's it. That's the news. Kit Harrington is supposed to be coming back. Um, Roxy, Roxy, did we ever talk about the Game of Thrones finale? Were you on our? Were you? Were you? Did we have that, those conversations? What was the follow up to? Were you on this show? Because yeah. definitely. Well, I know you were on this show, but we had a Game of Thrones show at that time, and I, and I think at the time you were we had you over at Super TV. So I don't know if we've ever. I don't even know if I know your thoughts on the Game of Thrones finale. You don't even know if I've seen it. I don't even know if you've seen it. Did you even watch Game of Thrones? Did you even thrown, bro? Oh, did you even thrown? Even thrown. Uh, listen, I loved Game of Thrones. I loved the final season. I did not like the final episode. Okay. Um, even though I really liked the final season and had no, I didn't have the same qualms that other people did. I just thought the final episode was a little lackluster. Yeah. A little bit just like, eh, well, I don't think that's the decision I would have made, but guess what? I'm not the creator, so I don't get to rag on this. Yeah. Um, and I I liked I really liked Game of Thrones. I think it's a great show that I would be perfectly happy never seeing another bit of material about ever again. That's entirely fair. I have vivid memories. Sam and I were invited to a screening of the final episode when it aired. So it was like in a small theater um, with a bunch of people. And so the episode ended and I was like, yeah. And I started clapping. And that was my first like, oh, this... I receive this differently than everybody else. This is <laughs> uh, this is going to define my conversations about Game of Thrones for the foreseeable future. Um, uh, I did not have an event. I wasn't like one of those people that had like a vested fan theory and how it should end. So I was like, yeah, this is this is makes as much sense as anything. Good to I I I uh final season isn't my favorite season, but it's definitely not my least favorite season. I think five and six are pretty rough. Um how many seasons do we have? Eight? Eight. Yeah, eight. eight. But that said... I watched them all. Yeah. And, and, uh, but I also similarly, I was like, I think, especially since, as, again, as we've gotten more franchise expansions, very few of them have proved uh, necessary or vital or, or com- uh, compelling, really. And so I was like, is there, sometimes, like the Lord of the Rings series, like, I don't, what are we, I don't care. Like we're doing a thousand years yeah. before the written. It's like, but that's not the, I don't care about that. And you're going to have an uphill battle convincing me to care about that. So similar to this is like, do you want to know what Jon Snow is doing? Like yeah, maybe 10 years from now when he's like older and then maybe something new happens or maybe do a legend of Korra where it's like a generation later and now we got new things. Um, Johnny, what about you? Where do you fall on the John of John of Snow excitement scale? <laughs> so I I never finished Game of Thrones. I liked what I watched. I watched about half of it. Uh, I did intend on finishing the show, and then everyone was so down on the last couple seasons that I pushed it off, and I never finished. Um, I think I will finish one day. Uh, I you know I feel like I feel like a sequel makes more sense to me than a prequel in general usually prequels tend to overcomplicate histories and lores and just make fans mad uh agree and give or take a better call Saul. (laughs) right right fair um but in general in general i think a sequel makes more sense seems like Jon snow is a popular character maybe uh maybe he'll know something in this next one maybe Uh, maybe he'll figure a couple things out yeah Remind so me I'm what happened at the end, DJ. Like Jon Snow was like deuces. 
I've got my calling and I'm going to the north. Yeah, he was. Well, he was he was banished. He was banished. He because he because he killed uh, Daenerys. Spoilers. Sorry, everybody. Um, I yeah, I know. Who, bani- <laughs> who banished him? Uh, the the remaining leaders they're like hey because because it was like danny was but it was queen. like a nice banish right like they were like you gotta go well it was nicer Thanks, than murdering go. him it was nicer than like beheading him <laughs> which was the other option on the table <laughs> yeah yeah All so right. it's it's which is one of those are we going to do more fights for the throne I'm like yeah will it be the return of Jon snow will he come back from the north yeah i only care about Arya. Well, Arya was the only one kind of set up, put in a position where like, oh, this might be new things. This might right. be, you know what I mean? This might be something like, um, uh, again, John felt like there's even a line that felt like it was a setup for something in the finale. It's like they say they 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 say something about like 10 years from now. I can't I think it's Tyrion's like, well, check in with me 10 years from now, which felt like, hey, 10 year reunion. And it's like, yeah, wait for that. Like, because then. We'll be able to check in after a chunk of time. Maybe things will have changed. You know what I mean? You've got room to change. This is so close to after it ended. It's like what could have tangibly changed. And also, what is up north that we haven't already like killed or demolished or whatever? Like the what what is the new I do like Kit Harrington. I do like him as Jon Snow. I do like Game of Thrones and the world of Game of Thrones. I am open to it. Um I just don't know what we're gonna do. Uh I'm and I I don't and I, I am slightly more excited about this than House of the Dragon. That's the Targaryen yeah, one. one. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I know money, so yes. money, but um, I, it, it does feel like some of these shows don't have like long lives after their. I think that immediately when Game of Thrones ended, they were like, people are going to just want so much more Game of Thrones content. Yeah. And now that we're years out, I don't know anybody who's sitting there like. I, I need more Game of Thrones content. Like, I do know people who are like, I I would like more Harry Potter. I know people who are like, I would like more Lord of the Rings. I would like more Star Wars. I don't know anybody who's sitting there saying, where's the Game of Thrones content? Yeah. And even yeah. those with the other ones, like with the people that like want more Lord of the Rings, it's like, but what is that? Lord of the Rings specifically feels like something that was engineered to tell this specific story. Right. But at least I know they exist. Like I have spoken to people who are stoked for more Lord of the Rings. Well, I don't know and, anybody who's talking about Game of Thrones. Like where the fuck is the Game of Thrones? We need Game of Thrones. And I wonder, I wonder if a part of that is, is the Game of Thrones was already always engineered to be more adult audiences. So there's not that like nostalgia there. There's not like that part of my childhood and I need to get back to my childhood. We were already adults when we watched it. It was targeted to adults and it told an adult story. The end. You know what I mean? (laughs) I also feel like so many, it feels like just for kind of from more of the outside looking in, it feels like so many fans were disappointed with the end of the show that I think a lot of them who maybe would have wanted more were kind of like, Mm, do I really want more? <laughs> yeah, which goes back to my thing, like, wait 10 years, because we all right. agreed, culturally, we all agreed that the Star Wars prequels were bad. And now, however many years later, we're like, well, actually, and, you know what I mean? I think if you did the same thing with Game of Thrones, and I want to be careful what I say, because I know we have I have, we have a prequel fan in the room right now, uh, but but <laughs> uh, it's just, it, I feel like nostalgia heals all wounds. And if you if you gave it some time, People would come back and be like, well, actually, I'm waiting on – we got that with Lost. People – like uh, I think about Sopranos. People were really div- divisive about the ending of Sopranos, and now people have had time to revisit it and feel better about it. Like 
I think Sopranos is actually a really good example because like Game of Thrones, it's not like people are clamoring for more of the Sopranos because I think as adults, we understand that good stories end. <laughs> I don't know. There was that prequel, yeah. the Sopranos prequel that people were pretty yoked on. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I the, the response I heard was mostly negative to that. Not when it came out. I'm talking about when it was announced. Yes, good good point. But yeah, I think yeah. but I think it's similar that it's, we're not talking about like five Sopranos spinoffs. And like, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, um, so I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, we will see uh, before we get into our main topic. We've got to. Um, I, I we're obligated to. I can't. I literally can't escape it. It's it's. Uh, uh, I've got uh, you again, DJ. I got you again here. Where in the world is Ezra Miller? That's the game we're playing this week. <laughs> no, the no. Be- this is this story. Here, here's the thing. I'm going to talk about this story with excitement, and mm-hmm. I'm going to preface that with the fact that I understand that this is not an actually exciting thing. The fact that Ezra is on the run with Takata, who is possibly in danger, that's not fucking cool. We know that that's not well, cool. Well, and also beyond the immediate crisis of these people, the one of the things that concerns me. Uh, is the the larger implications of like on Twitter, every conservative chode oh. is super stoked to be like, see, we've got is the it? one example of a non-binary person grooming. Forget all the street men in the conservative party that rape 12 year olds. No, this is queer people groom. And it's like, fuck, God, yeah. why is this happening now? Ezra, that, Ezra, you failed us. <laughs> Yeah, that fucking sucks. And um, Ezra Miller is such a toad at this point that I can't believe what they have done, uh, not just for the non-binary community and the LGBTQIA plus community, but also consistently screaming how Jewish he is. I'm like, stop. We don't claim you. Like, yeah. got to stop every time that you get arrested saying that you're a Jew. I don't want you're not part of the tribe anymore. Yeah. We've kicked you out. Like, you're a rich white person. That's that's yeah. your identity now. You don't yeah. get to be any other thing. <laughs> so frustrating for the communities that they are a part of. That other people now are like, See, exactly. Yes. That's what we meant. But the best part about this story, the part that is like the trolley poly part of the story that I'm fucking adoring, is do you guys do you guys read all of the posts that Ezra Miller posted before what taking down them? their Instagram? This I heard of them. I did not. Okay. I did not see them. Here's what happened. Ezra is currently on the run from being served the protection papers against um, against Takata because Takata's parents have said that Takata was groomed from 12 to 18 and that this protection serving should be placed on Ezra Miller to keep their daughter safe from Ezra. Uh, and this is what, and Ezra was unable to be found for days. We could not locate Ezra. The authorities could not locate them. They were looking high and low, Hawaii, Vermont, all the places Ezra has homes. Well, they are the fastest person alive. So they are, they are. And not only are they the fastest person alive, but they posted about how they live in a different dimension, DJ. So this is the the post that Ezra posted. The first one said, you cannot touch me. I am in another universe. Uh, Pause real quick. What if that was true? Incredible. What if that? What if that was true? We haven't found them yet. And and then other people in the other dimension of like, listen, we don't claim them either. Okay, there's a reason. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason they're over there, and we just let them be over on your side. The second one said, "Message from another dimension." God fucking damn it! 
also incredible. The other ones are a little more lengthy. Uh, I, I apparently we have a new abbreviation for energy, which is just NRG. Uh-huh. Um, and just talking about, you know, the negative people and, um, one thing, me remembering how I was nice when I should have said, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Just a lot, a lot of posts. And then they said, actually, goodbye, and deleted their entire Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it, essentially, you will never get me. You will never get me. Like, c- complete villain status troll of looking at the authorities saying, fuck y'all, I'm on the run. And and now you know I'm on the run. God fucking damn it! Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then there's the new reports of another of another 12 year old that at a party or something that he was getting yeah. too close to. And but the part that I keyed off of is that he was wearing a bulletproof vest, and he was armed at this party. And it just it just for me it's just like man, we just let celebrities get away with too much shit. Like if you were just a normal fucking person at a party wearing body armor. And had a gun, unless it's like an NRA convention or a gun show in Vegas. It's like, yeah, I don't even like the cops and I'm calling the cops on your ass. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) This was a human who was in an indie, an indie movie. Yes. And then this was a human who went to be in two of the most massive franchises of all time. Yeah. Um, And and there was no... We had no idea who this was. Like, we, we, there was, I feel like the the story on Ezra did not start in 2020 when they choke slammed a girl to the ground. Yeah. The story on Ezra clearly started at least a decade ago. And, and we just have not been catching on. And now that the internet is what the internet is, we are more aware. But at this point, we, this is the position that we're in. It's wild. Um, I know we talk about this every week, but like at this point, Warner Brothers has got to be like, nah, we got, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to cast somebody else. We've got to cast. But they've already shot the whole thing. Okay. (laughs) Here's my pitch. Here's my pitch. We've seen in the trailer that there are two Ezra's. There are two Barry Allen's. Recast one of the, one of them is already a special effect. Uh, recast that one and end the movie that that's our flash now. <laughs> but genuinely, DJ, thinking about this for a second, the movie's already shot, which means they've already spent two hundred million dollars, correct? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm rounding, but yeah, t- they probably spent two hundred million dollars on this movie. If you are recasting, if you were going to recast uh, Amber Heard, for for example, mm-hmm. uh, that's probably a twenty million dollar fix. Yeah. If you're going to recast Ezra Miller, that is probably a hundred million dollar fix. Mm-hmm. I, I would have to assume. Um, and then there's no way that you that you're making the same amount of money as if you just released the movie. Because frankly, I don't think that there would be enough people who don't go see the Flash movie because of what Ezra has done. Um, it's really the people that we speak to, but like. If I called right now, if I talked to my grandma, if yeah. I called my friends in the Midwest, if I talked to they they don't even know what they have no idea. They don't even know Ezra Miller's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no way that this affects the the viewing by as much money as it would take to reshoot. And this is a corporation. This is not the morality police. I just don't see them doing that. But but this is a bit more drastic than our typical canceled situation. Like they're they're on the yeah. run from the law. On the run, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actively. <laughs> they're actively on the run. 
Um, How nuts would it be if they were still on the run by the time the movie was supposed to and come? Like, will will they show up at the premiere? And let me. I, <laughs> and also, especially, you just threw around a lot of big numbers, which makes me think about the fact that money is fake. Uh, so you know, it doesn't. <laughs> what, it yeah, doesn't I didn't make up all those numbers. I did completely. <laughs> no, no, no. What, what I'm saying is, when you're talking about. 20 million to what all that it's like yeah it's fake especially if your studio that big money's fake it doesn't mean don't don't pretend like they the, like the studio is like well you don't it's all it's imaginary <laughs> you know what i mean and uh, and theoretically you know aquaman made a billion dollars right like mm-hmm. another fake number yeah so it, say that the flash makes a billion dollars and a million that's a hundred million less than they would have if they didn't recast like it's okay to lose a hundred million dollars when you're making a billion right and see if that goes money is fit when you're when you're when you've got that many zeros behind a digit it's it's imaginary at that point like who you whatever so but i will say to your point i think you're right for practicality concern but i would say i would definitely do enough reshoots that because again i've said this before i'll say it again there's going to be a bit near the end where the day needs to be saved and the flash needs to run real fast and when he's done running real fast it's a new actor on the other end <laughs> and he's reset the timeline and it's a new that's why i'm saying oh if if we've already got uh barry allen jumps to another universe where there's another barry allen it's make that a different actor and so then that's our Barry, that's our Barry Allen moving forward. The Ezra Miller Barry Allen disappears in the Speed Force. Oh no! But we've already got one in the shoot ready ready to go to replace him to move forward from there. Eek! Anyway, no. that's a good time to go on an ad Eek. break. Ad breaks, everybody! Yay! Everybody's favorite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, we are back from the ad break. And despite what all that news may lead you to believe, we're talking about Lightyear. Gosh, dang it. We've all we've all seen it. It is uh, the new spinoff, question mark, of um, Toy Story. Uh, the synopsis on IMDb reads, while spending years attempting to return home, Maroon Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear encounters an army of ruthless robots com- commanded by Zerg who are attempting to steal his fuel source. Uh, that's probably the most uh, accurate IMDb uh, description I've read on the show ever. On Rotten Tomatoes, as of this recording, it has a 79% with an audience score of 100%, with critics saying, Lightyear settles for being a rather conventional origin story instead of reaching for the stars, but this gorgeously animated adventure ably accomplishes its mission of straightforward fun. Johnny, let's start with you. You have a whole show talking about animated stuffs. What were your thoughts? Spoiler free. Let's start spoiler free on, on Lightyear. Um, you know, I was pretty excited about this going in. Uh, I felt like people got a little too bogged down by the whole spinoff nature of it all. They yeah, were, surprisingly, like, like confused about what is it? It's, it's they wanted to make a Lightyear movie. Lightyear I don't movie. know. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I was very excited to see Pixar do a space adventure. Uh, yes. They're just—I feel like you know, Wally is great, but it's and it's fun, but it like a space action adventure seems like something that that Pixar should knock out of the 
park. Yeah. Um, and it felt like, oh yeah, that's natural. Just bring in, just, just build it off of the light year idea. And I overall, I was a big fan of the animation, beautiful, beautiful. incredible animation, uh, great world building. Um, I just, I think this aesthetically, I love the production design of this film. Um, like the world and the, like the technology was very like, uh, analog. It wasn't like iPad, you know, like yeah. uh, iPad hologram style. Uh, and so like those things I really liked, I found myself drawn to aspects of the world and world building that we didn't explore in the movie. Uh, there were, huh. there were things that I wish there were things that like excited me in the beginning of the movie that I was like, Oh, I wish we had seen more of that and explored that a little more. Whereas the story itself felt a little more linear and uh and not as not as ambitious as i expected it to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i i was a little i was also a little disappointed that i didn't i wasn't drawn to many of the characters like i hoped i would be um but overall i enjoyed it i had a nice time i thought it was very nice looking movie really really fun fun space adventure i was a little underwhelmed by the story and characters though yeah i feel that i feel that what about um you roxy you were a little on the fence about going to see it um so you but you did yeah i did yeah. <laughs> uh i i like this movie yeah i like the movie i i think that it was really cute and i went later than most of the people that i know who saw it and so I think that actually boded very well for me because mm-hmm. I had heard from people, this movie is a mid-tier, not as not as good Pixar movie. And then I went to it thinking it wasn't going to be that good. But DJ, as you reminded me, mid-tier Pixar is still A plus anything else. Like mm-hmm. it, this, this having a 79 on Rotten Tomatoes, that feels like a ranking out of Pixar movies. Yeah, I agree. That doesn't feel like a rank in general, movie wise, it's had a really solid script. Yeah. And I I think you and I probably also benefited from earlier that week. We'd both seen Jurassic world. Right. Right. Which was (laughs) both of our number. Was it your number one favorite movie of the year? Did you or number two? Not quite. Not quite. (laughs) Not quite. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So I think that that was, it was good to go in thinking like, Oh, this isn't going to be that great. And then as I was watching it, I was like, Oh, but of course it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like at the very least, it's going to be good. And it was, it was, I, I, this is the, my favorite that I've ever liked buzz. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was cool to see a version of him that c- kind of had it going on. Yeah. Like I, I, I also love a story about determination and yeah. it, I felt very connected to a story in which you you want something so badly and it's just not happening for you. Yeah. And you want it so badly that you're going to give up everything else in your life to get that thing. That for me, you know, obviously it's not like a a hidden analogy in Mm -hmm. there that I moved 3000 miles away from my family to be in this industry. I want this so badly that I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a partner. I don't have my family. I don't have, you know, you give up everything for a dream. And I feel like that that's a beautiful thing to be able to relate to like, Oh, there's more of us, you know? So I just think even though that's not the full concept of the movie, just the premise was so, I, I just was watching it thinking, 
yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I I get this and I I connect to this and I think it's really great. Yeah, I'm totally on the on the same page with you where it's like if I compare it to something like my all-time Pixar favorite like a Wally or Incredibles or uh, uh Inside Inside Out, all that stuff. It doesn't it doesn't hold up as well any any of the Toy Story movies. But like again, earlier in that week I saw Jurassic World. All right, so it's like there's this this is leagues better than that movie. Um, and and so I I really I really appreciate it. And I'll get more into my thoughts on the story because my my thoughts are a little bit more spoiler centric. Um, but I think my segue out of spoiler free into spoilers will be um, the one the key thing I took out of this movie was socks and how great socks <laughs> is and how what, ah, what a perfect fucking character what if we had our little robot sidekick be a cat yes it's awesome fuck the fact that he socks doesn't have joints in his back legs so when he sits down it's this awkward like he has to, it's like a toy he's got to like kick his legs out so he can sit down fuck i loved it socks is so great uh that was my big takeaway is how much i fucking loved socks and for all the the Johnny and I were talking a little bit before the show went on air. It's like for all the uh, hemming and hawing about its connection to Toy Story, the two things that I, I think are more confusing are, one, how did fucking Andy get a Buzz Lightyear toy and not a Socks? How was Socks not the top of his fucking Christmas <laughs> yeah. list? Um, and two, it's this movie's easier to understand than how it is that Andy got a hold of Woody to begin with, considering it's like a collectible from the 50s. <laughs> Let's go yeah. into spoilers. And for me, I think the thing that, that did res- resonate with me more than, than I expected because during that week, I was having to figure some stuff out. And the lesson of the movie actually impacted my decision. Mate. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, remember what light you're taught you? And I was like, oh, maybe this movie was more impactful than I thought it was. Um, because Akeet Rocks, you're talking about the striving. And the, and the other part of that that the movie dives into is that you can get hung up on mistakes, but that's kind of part of the story like sometimes mistakes are what make thing makes the story happen like he's so hung up um we're in spoilers now everybody at home if you haven't seen it yet spoilers he gets so hung up on his initial mistake that they're stuck on this planet that they can't get off of um that he's not realizing that people are living their life like this is home for people and so it's like sometimes you just need to accept the mistake you, you, you took an l guy and that's your life because because again spoilers the enemy ends up being future him who has not let go like no i will till the end of time i will be trying to rewrite this mistake no matter who it hurts and and as somebody that has made mistakes and then maybe overcorrected, I, there's a lesson in there of like hey sometimes just take take the mistake um yeah and the way that we are willing as a society to accept other people's mistakes except for our own, which we do see in that moment later on when it's like the, the crew and um, the granddaughter makes some mistake and somebody said, it's okay, you made a mistake, you just told that to me. And she said, yeah, but it's not you, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the way that we are okay with others' mistakes, but with our own, we're, we're simply not. Um, and, and yeah, I, I just think that the way that he continued to not get what he wanted, even after he thought he was doing the right thing. And even though like every obstacle was put in his way and he kept thinking he was at that next level and he wasn't, what a lesson for kids too, you know, yeah. like it's not easy. 
Yeah. It's not easy. Johnny, to your point earlier, you mentioned there was other parts of, now that we're in spoilers, they mentioned the other parts you kind of wish they'd explored more. What, what were, what were some of those things, parts of the, the world building that you wanted more of? So in the beginning sequence, after the big, uh, after the big crash, they do this, my, one of my favorite shots in the whole movie, there's this time lapse of them fixing the the turnip and mm-hmm. building out that society. And I know like part of the story is that he is literally passing by the growth of the society. And that's so important to his story. Yeah. But I found myself being so like, oh, I want to see how this how are these people adapting to life here? Like, how are they actually building out their lives on this planet on this in this unexpected way? Uh, and and I also just thought aesthetically that the the like little colony they built was so cool that yeah. I found myself in my brain just being like, Oh, I want to see more of this. I want to see more of this world. I want to see more of these characters adapting to life on this planet. Uh, I want to see this sort of like colony story. Um, and I also was I ho- hoping for a bit more of like sp- space ranger adventure. You know, this was mm-hmm. very focused to this one planet stuff. And I was like, Oh, I can't wait to see Buzz go on his space ranger adventures. And, and while there was cool, there was a cool variety of environments on this planet, at least. And we got to see spaceships and we got to see cool, you know, ship stuff Uh, there. I felt like I was hoping to see him, you know, go explore a variety of, of places out and out into the universe, Um, which, you know, there's room for that in the sequel. It seems like the way they set it up. And it's interesting that you bring that up. We actually have a question here from Leonard Kim, which in hindsight, I should have answered before we did spoilers. Um, (laughs) Does Lightyear explore space aliens beyond Zerg? I'm hoping we get to see a plethora of space aliens that Buzz has to fight off. And we really don't. And to your point, Johnny, that is, I think that is a flaw of the movie that uh, it, you want to you want to leave a movie, especially like a franchise movie like this, wanting more. You don't necessarily yeah. want to leave for like, well, I'm more excited to what we can do now than the movie I got. Like, what the situation we set sure. up is like way more exciting than the movie I just watched. <laughs> right, right. Because because um, now it's like I, now yeah. we we theoretically can spend more time in that environment, and also now that they're doing the Space Ranger stuff, like what are they running? This feels like a great setup for a series. Yes, totally. It it does feel like a great setup for a series. I expect they'll this movie will make money and they'll probably do a sequel. You think? Uh, but I think I think so. Would this sequel <laughs> yeah. be the second movie? My I think it, no. You mean the second what? Like Toy Story? <laughs> no, or? no. Like like this is the reason why this movie exists is because this is the movie that. He oh, I see. You know see, that's I mean? the thing that I don't care about. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like they over-explained that. Like, the whole, I didn't need the opening thing to be like, this was the movie Andy saw yeah. in 1995. You know, like, like I feel like. Did that movie have a yeah. sequel, though? And that's Exactly. I mean, they'll probably yeah. do right. some explanations like that. I will say, because <laughs> you got to assume, oh, fuck, we're getting in the weeds of the part Johnny doesn't care about. But I, I had a okay. moment. It's I was fun like, to talk about. I was like, okay, <laughs> so I have to remember that in the Toy Story universe, this is live action. Like, because the Toy Story right. universe is CG. Even then, it's like, pff, man, the effects in the Toy Story universe are balling <laughs> in 1995. Yes. It would be funny if the second one came out and they were like, in 1997, a sequel to that movie Andy liked came out. He also went to see this yeah. movie. He didn't like it <laughs> like, quite as much. That? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he thought he it went was a on, step down. He went on a lot of message boards mad that they included a black person. It's like, oh, Andy, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, Andy. You guys get um, love vibes at the end. The, from the two, the t- two between the granddaughter and Buzz. No, nah, I got I got familial no. vibes. 
Yeah, me what? too. Familial vibes. Familial vibes. Yeah. I think we're going to introduce a space babe in in uh, <laughs> in this episode two. <laughs> Space babe, yeah. totally. <laughs> and that space babe could be guy or girl. Who's to say? Who's to say? I mean, we don't know. I mean, we, it's an American movie, so we'll be a girl. But you know, who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> that was cool, though. Um, I did have this is probably not the most PC question, but I did have questions about how how um, the Buzz's best friend, mm-hmm. what's her name, Alicia. Yeah, I Alicia Hawthorne. I have Hawthorne. Else, but- how like how it worked on this when they crashed that like the is there an adoption process or like was there a, how how does it work uh, when there's like yeah. five people there that's, that's a, the world building i wanted to see them figure out in the new colony yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and, um, and not and not to get the weeds like, huh. not getting the weeds because it did it uh uh izzy did look like her mom i was assuming an artificial insemination situation like maybe there had been yeah. banks but on they the had ship. that technology i mean they're clearly exploring the, the universe crash. trying to colonize because they're, they're they're out there to colonize so yeah probably right. they have that the, and the, they are yeah. and they're it, it's just scientists. the problem with this one is that it's a bad planet to call. It's like a, the planet sucks. Yeah. <laughs> How many people were there? It looked like a lot. Yeah. I okay, mean, like okay. just based on that opening sequence with all of the like different, like whatever the, uh, the cryogenic chambers they were all in. Um, it seems like there is probably hundreds of people, I would guess. Uh, okay. Yeah. They, they showed her pregnant. So they're definitely like there was, she was definitely it was definitely some kind of sperm donor yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. they're all scientists. They must've known. Yeah. That totally works for me, which is fine. I'm just stoked that we like legitimately had a lesbian character in one of these movies that we didn't shy away from or say like, we don't know what happened. That was just like, this is part of the movie. And I was like, okay, I see you Disney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a little- yeah. You're you're doing a little better. Yeah, and no one. And it was just completely normalized. That was the yeah. best part about it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, Johnny, speaking to your point of things you, you want to see more of, uh, little aspects that they hinted at that I'm like, oh, yeah, that feels like like a good setup for a sequel is like when we get – we find out about Zerg's situation, that he's a buzz from the future, and he just finds the ship, and little conversations he has with like other robots like, oh – this is a problem down the road. Like, where did this ship come from? Like, who did he take this ship from? Like, that yeah, feels like true. a good setup for, like, a sequel antagonist. Like, hey, I want my fucking ship back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the real Zerg. Um, what? Let me ask this question real quick, though. I am still a little confused about the mechanics of how both of these buzzes exist. Because they show, so like they show old buzz, this old angry future buzz. Yeah. And he he goes on to say, so here's what happened to me. I landed the ship and they tried to arrest me. And then I went far into the future and then came back from the future. When did he split? Like, how did they split into two buzzes? I don't one understand landed, how. One landed, one didn't. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking like end game rules that once the other one got involved in the past, now there's technically two buzzes. Right. Okay. Yeah. It really I, doesn't. Still, it's it, it doesn't, loosey-goosey, yeah. which I'm going to be honest with yeah. you. My, If you're doing time travel, be loosey-goosey with it. Don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not. Unless you're primer, you're not going to be able to like... Even even Primer, that was part of the premise of that movie is that like time travel just fucks shit up. Like it's the uh, you're off the rails at that point. I, I do before we wrap up. I do want to talk about my absolute fucking favorite sequence in the movie. Like I enjoyed the movie, but this sequence I was like, oh fuck, this is great. Is when they are escaping the Zerg ship, and Buzz has to like 
help the other ship while it's crashing. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck yeah, Pixar. This is, I'm all about this shit. This is a really fucking cool sequence. I I like that entire sequence, even just from the, the beginning of when uh, the, he's trying to get the original ship out of there and then the big ship explodes yeah. and he's flying out the airlock. The like the, the suspense of him having to put, even just put his, his like helmet on, head, yeah. his helmet back up uh, and then for him to, to fall onto the one ship, <laughs> put the thing that he needs in there. And then, yeah, there was just so much happening and it was all directed and executed in such a fun, suspenseful, satisfying way. It was really cool. Love that sequence. Did you like the, like, I know that you said that you wish that there was more space exploration and stuff, but in general, somebody said, did you like the movie? What would be your answer? Yes, I did like the movie. I liked, didn't love. I think I had higher expectations, which maybe t- hampered my experience a little bit. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, Pixar doing a space adventure. I'm I'm in. Um, there were aspects of the I really like the messaging. I really like Buzz's arc. Um, I felt like the plotting. It felt a little too like, OK, we need to go here to get this. OK, mm-hmm. now we need to go here to get this. OK, yeah. now we need to go here to get this. And it just felt a little too linear to me. And I wish there was a little more. It was a little more dynamic in how everything came together. Um, but overall, I did. I liked I liked Lightyear. I, li- I liked it. Yeah, I think it felt the exact same way mm-hmm. where I, I I definitely wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I loved that movie. Yeah, yeah. but I, it, it was solid. You know, yeah. I, I definitely liked it. Like the way that people were talking about it, I was thinking there's a possibility I didn't like the movie and that I I can't really see somebody walking away from being this being like, well, that was a pile of turd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. now, like, yeah, definitely good. Before we wrap up, we got one more question from the Discord. Uh, Jake Hefner, do you think a Woody's Roundup movie in the style of Lightyear would be a good idea for Pixar? I, I, this is something I've been joking about on my podcast uh, with with my co-host. Is that how funny a like Pixar Western would be? Yes. But to like make it like a like maybe like I don't know you get like Timothy Oliphant to play to play Woody or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, gotta, yeah yeah I also um, like they should lean into how the com- convoluted backstory like uh Andy loved Woody as a kid so when he grew up he got a job as an exec at a studio and this <laughs> yeah. is the show he made this is he the reboot it. of Woody's roundup he made like oh god <laughs> just make a Woody show guys come on <laughs> I don't remember did Woody and Jesse know each other prior they, no, they're from the same show, but they didn't know each other. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, I the honestly, I think they could do. I think they could do that because I'm I'm interested in seeing a Pixar, uh, western. I don't know if Woody, Woody doesn't feel like. I don't know if you can make Woody as like cool as you can make. Buzz. Listen, there's a reason the, the the whole plot of Toy Story one is the space toy replaces the cowboy toy. We're just yeah. we're part of a different generation. Honestly, what I would love to see is that I would love them to do a Disney Plus show that's just like them doing the old marionette Woody's Roundup show yes. from Toy Story two. I think that would be so fun, just like with the whole with all the ragtime music and the like silly over the top <laughs> stories. Yeah, absolutely, Roxy. Do you do you, do you want a Woody show? I'd watch it. let me tell you what i want i want i can't even remember the exact name of the toy so toy story has those little like one-off spin-off like 20 minute specials and one of them andy goes to a kid's house that he oh no it might not be andy might be bonnie 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 goes where the kid has all those dinosaur toys that are like 
humanoid dinosaur. Yes, I want. I watching that. I was like, I I want this to be a thing. Like, I want the show. I would buy the toys. I want. I'm an adult. I would buy the toys. Like, make a whole Disney Plus series that's just whatever this show that this kid's watching. I want it. Give give me give me. Yeah, I loved that aspect of that special. The the idea that these toys are so new that yes. they really don't know their toys yet, kind of like Buzz, but but it's a whole society yes. of them. So, yeah, yeah, so funny. Well, and it's also just every time they get into the minutia of that, it just shows that these the creators know toy culture. Like it's it's there right at the beginning of Toy Story, but like every time they get in the little details, like oh, you guys get it, like you guys because it's because you see it's like yeah the playset yeah I would have it be Castle Grayskull but it's the same principle yeah I'd have that thing if I was lucky uh, on a good right. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are out of time, Johnny. Before we go, remind the kids at home where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Johnny Two Cellos. I also have a podcast called Cartoons That Curse. We talk about adult animated shows, uh, usually one season at a time. We're also on YouTube for a video version. Uh, and yeah, go ahead. And, ch- and I'm also on Twitter at Johnny Two Cellos, Instagram, all that stuff. Letterbox, that's my favorite social media platform. And uh, yeah, check out my Sh- stuff. Say hi. Should I check out Letterbox? Because I know Hector's on there too. I looked for you the other the other day. It's I love Letterboxd. It's my yeah. favorite. You can just you log everything you, you see. <laughs> I did. Well, yeah, because I anytime I uh i I meet someone who's into movies and media, I assume they're on Letterboxd and then I go and follow them there. But uh I, I just always it's, hesitate because I always assume like any social media platform's like secretly bad. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I But I guess if I'm on Twitter, that, the ship is shit sailed, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it's definitely less toxic than Twitter, but but it's fun. It's fun to be able to look back and see all the movies I watched on what day and how I felt about them at the time. And it's cool to log how my feelings about movies change over time. Yeah. Uh, sometimes like my first viewing will be like, that was great. Five stars. And the next time I'm like, oh, maybe it was a three and a half. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's that's fun. basically my Joker experience. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Roxy, remind the kids at home where they can find you. Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Hell yeah. All the people what I'm doing. What are the what what's the World Girls? What's what's your next podcast about? Um, we're we just did one on on stuff being a D1 athlete, which was really fucking interesting because I, I didn't know half the things about what it takes to be a D1 athlete. Yeah, I sure don't. When you're not trying <laughs> yeah. to go pro and it's just like part of your life. Uh that was fascinating. That's coming out soon. Hell yeah please check all that out you can find me at dj talks trash you can find this show everywhere that matters on only stupid answers but on twitter you ain't got the vowels from stupid and please 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 hellbent comicbook.com uh again we reached our initial funding goal but we still have a long way to go so please if you haven't supported it yet i'm really proud of this comic and i think you're gonna love it so check it out and we'll see y'all next time bye everybody bye